stress, good or bad? This is the question we're going to deal with in today's Rocket Cast. I think more than any other emotion, I think stress is probably one of the most challenging emotions, feelings, because I think for most of us, stress is not a pleasant feeling. But we're going to cover in today's episode how Jay Shetty looks at stress in his book, Think Like a Monk. And I'm going to ask you to think about stress in a little bit different way, because stress is one of these things that if we look at it in another way, can not only not be a bad thing, but it can actually be a really good thing. And in fact, it can be the key to your happiness, your well-being, and your productivity, depending upon how you look like it. This book, Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk, is, is just so good. I think it's the type of book that you're going to buy. Don't, don't get the online version. Buy it. Even buy the hardcover version so you can write like the hell out of it because each chapter is chock full of insights. This particular part of the book on stress um, is in the chapter on fear of all things because stress can result from fear and its little ugly twin, anxiety. I don't know about you, but it doesn't feel particularly good to be anxious. It does not feel good to be stressed. I think for lawyers, this is an important topic. I think for anyone in a high stress field, this is really key. Because friends, see, if you don't figure out stress, in particular chronic stress, you are on the path to a lot of unhappiness in your life. It leads to alcoholism, drug abuse, relationship dysfunction, sleep disruption. Physically, it's bad for your mind. It's bad for your body. What happens when you get stress is that you basically have elevated cortisol levels, which you need as part of your fight or flight response. But when it's always turned on, you become tapped out. You become dysfunctional you become someone who you don't want to become. Who actually says, and they talk about being happy, I want to be stressed out. I want to wake up with a constant sense of anxiety and stress. That's my idea of a good time. I don't think anyone would actually feel that way. But Jay thinks about it in a little bit different way. And I think he offers some metaphors. And I'm going to share the metaphor of the Wilkie tree in the biosphere that he uses and discuss a little bit about why Iowa wine for the most part sucks. And yes, it does have to do with stress. Because like so many things in this book, I think what he does is he takes typical human emotions and then just basically asks, asks you to reframe and reconsider them in such a way that not only are these emotions not bad, but framed and focused on and addressed in the right way can actually be the catalyst to total productive growth and health. So he talks about this curious phenomena that was happening in the biosphere 
you know, those futuristic like glass domes they have in Arizona. Sometimes they're funded by these like billionaire institutes. Like what happens when we all live on a bubble or when we all go up to space and we have a space colony? So they try to figure out how are we going to grow our own food? Well, there actually have been real experiments where they try to figure out how to actually live in these sorts of environments. And one of them was called the Biosphere 2. And here I'll just read the paragraph because what was happening is, is there was this curious phenomenon that the trees in the biosphere would grow to a certain height and then they would wilt and they could not figure out why. And so he said, a few decades ago, scientists conducted an experiment in the Arizona desert where they built Biosphere, Biosphere 2, a huge steel and glass enclosure with air that had been purified, clean water, nutrient-rich soil, and lots of natural light. It was meant to provide ideal living conditions for the flora and fauna within. And while it was successful in some ways, in one area, it was a total fail failure. Over and over again, when trees inside the biosphere grew to a certain height, they would simply fall over. At first, this phenomenon completely confused scientists. Finally, they had a key insight. The biosphere lacked a key element necessary to the tree's health, wind. In the natural environment, trees are buffeted by wind. They respond to that pressure agitation by growing stronger bark and deeper roots to increase their stability. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That is the biggest insight. If you remember nothing else about any of these Rocky casts, think of the metaphor of the wilting tree. Because this metaphor, I think, is so applicable. It is what I have struggled with my entire adult life, this question of stress management. I think it has caused me to look in directions that I shouldn't professionally. Um, it, has, it was one of the key factors to lead me to 300 pounds. It was one of the reasons why I drank too much is I didn't know how to handle stress. I looked at it the wrong way. I didn't know what to do when I was stressed out. And in part, one of my key failures that I did not understand was that stress is not a bad thing necessarily. Now, don't get me wrong. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, stress can be the single biggest disruptor in your financial health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your relationship health, and if left unchecked, it can lead to substance abuse, poor decisions, and even death. It can lead to a heart attack. But what happened with the trees? The trees were stressed in the natural environment. And here we channel the wisdom of the great philosopher and Zen master, Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You see, just like the trees who when they didn't get that natural stressor, the wind, which made their roots sink deeper, which made their bark stronger, 
and was not only not a bad thing, but it was actually the essential thing for them to live a productive and abundant life to do what trees are supposed to do. They needed stress. And without stress, there was death. And over the last couple of years, what I've discovered is this concept called hormesis, which is intentional stress. Intentional stress to the cold, intentional stress to your body, intentional stress to your work. You need to be stressed out occasionally at work. Embrace it. It's good for your mind. You cannot work. You cannot focus. The, the, the psychologist Andrew Huberman talks about the state to get into a productive state of writing, there is actually a release of stress hormones and adrenaline hormones that are, it's a sort of this, this razor's edge of anxiety and stress as you get, it, get into this focused state of productivity. That that's, that's what Stephen Pressfield calls the resistance, that you need this. And so what was my key failure in not understanding stress? Well, my key failure in not understanding stress is that stress is so vital to growth that if you don't have it, you literally die. You know, I remember when my, when my dad, my dad often talked about this, the strange phenomena of farmers with a heart attack. And I thought, well, geez, that's sort of weird. He, you know, he always said that like farmers typically in the olden days would die within one or two years of retirement. I thought, gosh, that's sort of strange. And his explanation was, well, they're eating these super high fat diets and all of a sudden then they, um, they died, you know, because they just they didn't have the exercise to be able to like burn off the calories and they would just then die. And I think probably that's true. There's probably something there, but I think probably there's probably something more basic is that these hard charging farmers probably thought, oh my gosh, I'm finally going to be able to take it easy which is great. I mean, when you think about retirement, what do you think about? You think about sitting on a beach, you know, listening to your country music, you know, it's gotta be a little Jimmy Buffett, little Jimmy Buffett sitting on the beach, you know, having a little bush light, little Corona. And that is really good because here's the other thing too, is I'm not saying to be stressed out all the time. What I'm saying is, is that what I've learned about stress is that in order to make stress work for you than against you, you got to do several things. Yeah, you do need the beach time. You do need recovery. And that's the key. One, you have to understand in order to basically separate good stress from bad stress, you have to ask the following questions. The stress is good if it's focused purpose-driven, intentional, and periodic. That's when stress is really good. And there's one other, notice I said periodic, which means that throughout the day and throughout the week and throughout the year, you figure out ways to intentionally relax and recover. So I've tried to incorporate this into my own day. In the morning, is my initial 
relaxation time where I'm showing out, I'm making podcasts for you, I'm journaling, drinking a little coffee, enjoying a little rest and relaxation time. Do a little Wim Hof breathing. And then later in the day, you'll work to turn on that stress and you embrace it. And you think about why am I working? I am working to provide for my family. I am working so I have resources to give to my church. I am working so I can serve my clients. That is why I'm working. So I'm loving that stress. But then I come home for lunch. What do I do? Turn on a little music, do a little meditation. I take an hour and a half off and I don't regret it because this is my recovery time. And I am just relaxing. But then you go back to work and then you turn it back on. So it is periodic and you're, and you're asking why, why? Why, when is stress a killer? When it's uncontrolled, when it's fear-driven, you don't know why you're experiencing it, and you cannot turn it off. You cannot uh, ever turn it off. And so that is why, um, you know, in terms of being able to turn it off, people, please stop drinking alcohol every day. Okay, if you, if you drink alcohol every day, you're an alcoholic, period, period, yep. You are, and this takes one to know one. I do still drink, I admit that, like, you know, once every couple of weeks. But if you're drinking every day, you are an alcoholic. And why is that so important in connection with stress? Because it is fake recuperation. Because you cannot sleep well if you drink every day. You cannot get up early if you're drinking every day. Period, end of story, exclamation point. So, Think about that. As you think about stress, turn stress into your friend. I'm going to go out Bob, Bob Ross on you. Think about stress and fear as our happy little companions that are not only antithetical to a happy and productive life, but essential as long as they're framed in the proper way. And they are coupled with our other friend, recuperation. That's what I've noticed with the really hard-charging people in my life. They're really good at working really hard, but then they freaking recover. They plan trips. They take their weekends off. They have dinner with their families. And so, yeah, I'm not saying don't listen to your Jimmy Buffett, you know, drinking on the beach somewhere. With, with his friends, totally do your Jimmy Buffett thing. I mean, and alcohol and, and, you know, even marijuana, you know, like if once a year you want to go to Illinois and have some gummies, good for you. But if you think you can do that every day, you are going to be just like that wilting tree. You, you, if you don't have enough positive, productive stress, you're going to be a wuss. And, you know, Kelly Clarkson says, just channel Kelly, like what doesn't kill you, you know, will make you stronger. And if you don't expose yourself to this voluntary stress, you're going to die. Like, yeah, this is, this is a big deal. And like back to those farmers, one of the reasons why they would die, I think is, is lack of stress, lack of stress, people, 
Stress is awesome. It's not just a 21 pilot song. And I'm also going to explain to you, this is my own quasi original. It's not really original, but it's, you know, it's kind of unique. I have a friend, Robert, who's a wine guy. And he always, you know, explained to me, have you ever wondered why Iowa wine sucks? Like, I don't care where, and, and Iowa vineyards, I'm not insulting you. It's not your fault. Iowa wine sucks. Have you ever wondered why? Why? Why does Iowa wine suck? Because our soil is too good. The little grape vines that grow in Iowa soil are so like chilled out and just relaxing. They got all these worms and nutrients and minerals in the soil. There's no stress. So they produce like way too much sugar and they're just all out of whack. Conversely, where is the wine really good? Well, it's in California. In these places that, yeah, are fertile, and there's some good soil there, and there's some good mineral, there's a good terroir, but the, the grapes have to work a little bit to grow. They got to actually be a little stressed out to produce the good wine. So if you want to age well, and you want to grow, you got to think about, are you exposing yourself to stress? And this is where I love it. Because if you think about stress as your friend, your happy little friend, just like the happy trees of Bob Ross, you are going to like experience a tremendous amount of growth. So friends, this has been a fun one to do because these last two years of my journey from 300 pounds to 230 and me produced this podcast for you in the early morning on a, on a really busy and what in the past would have been a very hectic day is my realization that stress is our friend. We need stress. We just want to keep our distance from chronic, unfocused stress in which we don't have time to recover. So take off your weekends, turn off your phone in the evenings, listen to mom and get a good night's rest so you can get up early and relax, but just always remember that stress is good. Stress is life. And Kelly Parkson really is true. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Rockley Cast. I hope you had the opportunity to read Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. It is powerful, it is transformational, and it really is that good. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Rockley Cast, please share this on iTunes and to your friends, to your family. We have a hearty group of listeners, a very small group, just think. You little group, you are one of the few in the world that are tuning in regularly to the Rocky Cast. But don't just keep it all to yourself. Please share it with other people so that we can grow our audience and, and build, a, build a community because it's just not about me. It's about us. We're trying to figure out how to live our lives in a way that we can live productively, we can live abundantly, and we can live in service to others and support one another. So I hope you can spread the word of the Rocky Cast and that we continue to co-create together. 
and so much gratitude to each and one of ever you if you've made it this far um, to each episode of the RockyCast. Send me an email at rockycast at gmail.com and continue to stay tuned for various episodes of the RockyCast. So enjoyed doing this episode for you. Until next time on the RockyCast. <laughs>